Three Habits, A Fierce Love Letter to Change-Making Women by Mary Ann Clements. Dear woman, who feels a desire to somehow make a difference, I am writing this to you because I care deeply about the injustice in the world. So much it often threatens to overwhelm me but also because I believe that injustice is born and thrives, not just in each small action and decision that people with power, and sometimes that's us, make, but in the system we live by, which is set up to fail us, that prioritises certain groups above all others, which keeps us both busy and small. I believe that this system fails us all, women and men, black and white, poor and rich, and everyone else too, because it divides and separates us when our deepest longing is really loving connection as equals. I'm also writing this because I believe that much of the change-making work we do as women, I imagine men have this problem too perhaps, is limited in its impact by our adherence, often unconscious to this system. And I think that keeps us working in ways that don't serve us and limits our impact as change-making women on the many things in the world that deserve and demand our attention at this time. You know this, I expect, but I wanted to remind you that for centuries, patriarchy has over-rewarded men and under-rewarded women. It has also led us to horrific patterns of slavery, exploitation and evil, many of which we still see in our world now and which we hear about on the news with a shocking frequency that, if we aren't careful, can numb us. It has also set us up to believe that we must work as hard as we can to look after home and family and do lots of other things as well all at once and that we gain value by doing it all multitasking, sacrificing ourselves to a whole lot of work. And has left us convinced that the way to achieve our goals is through constant striving, wanting more, buying more, doing more, giving more, supporting more. As a result, we find ourselves, or at least I do, overwhelmed at times and often exhausted, living in our own small worlds, alone in our busyness with our lists, our many to-dos, the things we've convinced ourselves we must achieve to feel that we have done enough, made enough of a difference, or even simply to persuade ourselves that we exist. I also think that many of us actually crave connection to each other but are not always sure how to find it 
and that sometimes this may make us soldier on like martyrs, trying to do everything by ourselves. I know I have done that because we can't quite think of or imagine a better way. Sometimes also we find ourselves perhaps unexpectedly and yet so familiarly, so deep is the conditioning, in competition with our sisters over resources or reputation or well-knownness. Is that even a thing? As if we believe the patriarchal lie that we will never be enough and that there will never be enough of anything to go round. The truth is that this is only true if you live in a system in which the powerful are constantly trying to get more to persuade themselves that they matter and that they exist. And that as a result we must mould and remake ourselves to be the best, look the best, be the most deserving of intention, attention and praise and all of that. Somehow we have got ourselves set up in that way to be in competition with one another over resources we assume are finite. Here's the thing. This whole idea of competing over dwindling resources arises from the lie that we are somehow struggling alone for supremacy over each other. As many wise teachers suggest, I believe instead that we are more powerful together and that if only we could figure out how to manage our resources better, not just material, but also spiritual and emotional, we could rise together and alter life on this planet for the better in ways we can hardly imagine. So the question is then, what is it that holds us back? And what can we, as change-making women, do about it? I want to suggest that we that you and I think about developing some habits that will shift how we go about doing things because it feels to me right now that doing differently will serve us well, just might lead to changes bigger than we can imagine, and that doing it in the same old ways that the system has taught us will continue to frustrate and overwhelm us These habits aren't meant to cost us lots of money or be accessible only to a few. They also aren't about turning ourselves away from suffering and challenge and all the complexity that is the heart of what we do. Rather, these habits are meant from the deepest place in my heart to support us as change-making women all over the world to rise together as sisters, because it's my deepest belief that together we are strong. The first habit that I want to start to encourage you to is creating and valuing community, our coming together in spaces and places that nourish and support us, honouring our deepest wish for connection in ways that are respectful, honour our difference and can hold us in all that we are. This is not simple. Like I said before, things have been set up to divide us, but we will not rise together as a people unless women come together more in solidarity, in the conviction that together we can work to find a better way to solve the many problems that seem to plague this planet. And so the first habit I want to call you to is connection. 
Find ways to connect with your sisters regularly and make it a habit. Find ways to be in healthy connection where you listen and hear one another rather than struggling to advise and fix. The second habit I think we should cultivate in ourselves and encourage in others is reflection, which I see as a way to keep us learning from our experience and from what is arising and feels new around us too. Reg Revens, who created something called Action Learning, with I like, believe, which I like, believed that learning came from our experience plus questions. Basically, that's what I mean by reflection. Asking ourselves questions about our experience and using them to reflect and grow. When we don't find space to reflect, our decisions are poorer. We learn and grow less from our experience. So I invite you to consider developing a regular habit of reflecting in community and alone too, if you enjoy that. There are many tools for this. At Jijaze, we offer some of them in our learning libraries and groups. But what is important is that you find ways to do this, to ask yourself questions about what it is you do and why and how you do it. And listen deep within you for the answers. Because that's where, that is most often where they truly reside. The final habit I want to invite you to is something we've decided to call replenishment. This is about filling yourself up in whatever way nourishes you to ensure that you have the energy you need for the change-making work ahead and that you don't burn out and lay down wondering what happened. Some people might think this sounds like self-care and in a way it is. Self-care. It is like self-care, but at the same time it's more and different because this isn't about a spa day or a year or once a year as a treat or even a massage once a month or a night out once a week or whatever floats your boat and it's not reserved for the upper middle classes who have time and money on their hands either. No. Your own replenishment can be as simple as walking out of your small dwelling in the middle of the night, leaving the children who are sleeping beside you and staring up at the stars in the night sky alone and feeling yourself replenished by the perspective they offer you. Your replenishment could also be as normal as taking a rest from your work in the middle of the afternoon when you wouldn't normally to walk to the river or the sea or curl up under your duvet and finally sleep. Or for you, your replenishment might simply be stopping in the midst of a busy day to take deep breaths and connect to your heartbeat. Replenishment for me deeply resonates with what Virginia Woolf was talking about when she told us that we needed a room of our own. Replenishment is regularly, like weekly, perhaps daily, if you can, honouring our need for space for ourselves amongst all else that must and should be in our lives. What it very definitely isn't is turning off the news, ignoring the turmoil, taking ourselves permanently apart. It's more like a brief pause to connect to our source and plug in and recharge ourselves. That might take five minutes, a few hours, or even a day sometimes. It's a break so that we can honor and be our best change-making selves. And it's the third habit I want to suggest that you cultivate by making that part and parcel of your week and placing it, if you need to, in your diary so that you don't forget.
Three habits then that in their essence are remarkably simple, but which I believe if we all implemented them could be system changing because though the actions are simple, they require of us to believe that we are more than the result of our busyness, of our efforts to strive and achieve, of our desire to be seen and heard. They require us to believe that instead of constantly striving, there is benefit in taking the time and space needed to regularly connect, reflect and replenish ourselves and that by doing so, we will find ourselves filled up, better resourced and more able to achieve the goals of our change-making work together as a community of change-making women where it's our deepest connection that it is possible for us all to rise together. Marianne.